name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I don't want to devalue this episode, 149, but I am dangerously close to episode 150. And that's just, it's a milestone, <clears throat> a mark, a, a, a remarkable number, 150. So for my 150th, if you guys have any ideas of what you would like me to address or cover, why don't you just shoot me an email? Otherwise, if I don't hear from anybody, I'm going to talk about protein. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about protein. <clears throat> If I don't hear from you for real though, I'm just going to do 20 minutes of silence, just Tibetan monk silence, more on that horse shit in a minute. What? Out of the, out of the shoot. Mm. What I'm drinking right now, since you asked, is my green powder shooken, shooken? I think shooken's a word, shooken up with water and ground flax. I am killing, you know, you guys, did you hear the high, the high cholesterol? I'm just back, back in the. Back in the swing of things, I've dropped seven pounds in a month. Back to my fighting weight, uh, just by little tweaks. See, when you're a small stepper, you don't swing wide. You don't go like I binge and then I starve my. You just you go, oh, it dropped off a little bit. Let me just get back into the. You just kind of veer off a little bit. You just get right back on the highway. So I did. I made a little tweak, <clears throat> and uh, feeling good. Went on a nice trail run today. Gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get ready for my race. Whew, I'm not trained well for that. However, speaking of protein, um, I got hired to a while ago to do a video series for the county of Mendocino. And it's a video series and I go around to local, I really have no problem with this. Like I was like, this is totally up my alley and they're paying me for it. So it's like win-win. <clears throat> but I go to a local farm. I've gone to uh, several now and I interview the, the gardener slash farmer. I do take footage of the, the farm and I, we talk about a harvest of the month. It's a series in the county harvest of the month. And so, you know, you do this and then you do that and you eat broccoli and we've done kale and we've done whatever. Anyways, I just did cabbage. And so I went to the farm and I shot. It was really fun. And my, take my son, he helps me out. He's my, my, my assistant. And we did the cabbage. Anyway, so in the video, I also talk about the nutritional value of cabbage. So I, I do some research and find out like what is it high in comparatively. <clears throat> anyway, so you'll love this. So this goes, and you will love this. One cup of cabbage, uh, 22 calories. And it says, this is the quote, not a significant source of protein. I go, well, okay. And then I did the math. See, it's always, math is great because math is math. You can't, you can't screw with math. It's math. So when you actually do the math, cabbage is 18% protein. By the way, just FYI, more than I would recommend to anybody, including elite athletes. I would, I would, recommend, I would never recommend 18% protein of calories to any bun. I don't care if you're an elite athlete or not, okay? I'm 10% for most everybody, creeping maybe toward 15 if you were killing it as, a, as an elite athlete. 18, no. So cabbage. Now you might say, but there's only 22 cal. Yeah, because who, you can't just eat a cup of cabbage. That's not enough calories. You see, you have to make bigger portions, eat a shit ton of cabbage. When you do that, and then you mix in other stuff and you eat bigger quantities of those things, you're, you're golden. By the way, most beef is around 20%. So cabbage is kind of killing it like beef, except for with all the cholesterol and saturated fat, cabbage is kind of killing it with the, with the, uh, with the fiber and all the good stuff. 18% protein, not a significant source of protein. If you do, yeah, if you only eat one cup, sure, it's not a significant source of anything. If you only eat one cup, including 
calories is not a significant source of. Don't get me started. Now I'm going to sweep. I'm, I, I started off, brought in the, I, a little, little comment about the Tibetan monks. Just kind of just let it, kind of just floated it out there. Then I went into the cabbage with the protein. Now I'm tying the protein and monks together in one. I mean, it's like poetry. More on that even later. I'm writing my <clears throat> ultra marathon book. Okay, so I, I finished the first draft. I told you guys, if you heard old episodes, if you're new to this, sorry for you, go back. I mean, good Lord. But uh, writing there, so I'm now I'm editing my first draft and I was, and, and there's a section on meditation and ultra marathoning, tying those things together. Look, you're going to have to read the book. It's a spoil. It's a, it's a cliffhanger. Anyways, in the, in the, in the chapter I go, uh, you know, it's, Here's all okay. Little spoiler: I see meditation as kind of a privileged act. Humans, we're people who can. It's like we can afford to meditate. Wild animals don't sit because they would get killed. We we go like I can do that, and it's always in the comfort of my own home or in some sheltered place that's safe. We're not going to get attacked, and it's sort of in that way. It's a privileged kind of thing, and I'm drawing a connection between getting on a trail and and forced attention, which is when you're on a trail, you have to pay attention because if you don't, you will fall. But, which by the way, I did today um, because I glanced off to the side and then I paid for it. Okay. So anyways, um, I did a little read of research on monks because I wanted to make sure that I was not, I, I knew this, but I was like, I better find out this is for sure, for sure. Right. So I go, let me find out what monks eat. Cause my point was like, even, even, you know, Tibetan monks who, who meditate all day, they do so in a building with, with a kitchen and, and a bathroom and a, and a safe place and whatever. Right. So this is what I read. <clears throat> Many, this is from the article, many Buddhist monks abide by vegetarianism. Okay. But there are some, particularly those of the yogi, yoga tantric branch. Here we go. This is where it gets great. Who believe it is acceptable to dine on, quote, clean meat, especially since some regions of Tibet have sparse availability of fresh produce. Okay. Okay. I can see you can't get fresh produce. You would eat meat. That's, by the way, how we would exist in the wild. If we couldn't find plants, we would kill an animal. But then it says, for me to qualify as clean, I shit you not. Now I wrote, I put in, I shit you not. The individual, here we go. The individual is to eat the flesh. The individual who is, is to eat the flesh cannot have seen the animal from which it comes been brought to its death. In the same vein, the eater must be certain that the animal was not sacrificed directly for him or herself. So it's oh, clean meat is if I didn't see the animal get killed, not my fucking problem. And also did it get killed for me? directly oh so it just got killed for people oh then i'm good it's clean meat i'm tibetan i'm spiritual go fuck yourself slap happy listen yeah i'm going to talk about it for five seconds can you just everybody talked about the will smith thing it's a nightmare i don't watch the oscars haven't watched it for years however i'm going to dive in just for real quick now i have to dive in because i had a scene one time with will smith he knew me for a day and then he never knew me again. We, I saw him at the uh, rap party of the movie, and he just walked right on by. I thought, well, maybe he'll get Because that day, he was like, Sid, what's going on? I was like, nothing, Will. Good to see you. And then that was that. So I have a little bit of a clean, I have a little bit of a clean meat with him or a beef with him, depending on how you look at it. I was in the, if you don't know this about me, I was in the biz. I was a very, very small change player, day player, as I would call myself. I was the guy, one time I went to this, this is a true story. I went to an audition um, and I saw a buddy of mine, Mern, good, good buddy of mine. And, and he's like a model and, 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 and was in this audition place where there's multiple auditions happening, different rooms for different, different jobs. 
And I was going out for some commercial. And I see Mern. I go, hey, Mern, what's going on? I, had, I was driving a motorcycle. My Harley I had my helmet and you know, kind of looking all ratty. And I walk in. And he's surrounded just by models, men and women, just, just the prettiest people you've ever seen, ever. And I'm chatting with him. And I, you know, hey, how's it going? Good. And I see him. Okay, well, anyways, I'll, I'll catch you later. <clears throat> my, my audition's down the hall. And I walk into this room that was like a, literally a freak show. It was like a, just fat, thin, tall, you know, just eight arms, just the, just the, just the freak. I was like, I guess this is my, this is my place. This is my, you, you're there. Okay. Yeah. This is clearly, this is my area. I am always okay with actors getting the piss taken out of them. I just am because I was in the business enough. I know it's very insulated. They have no clue and I'm being general, but God, 10 years in the business of just seeing the craziest shit. Um, and being at parties with it just, it's a very, like, they don't really understand. They've kind of lost perspective of the whole world. And obviously for Will Smith to get up and like slap a guy when millions of, he just, there's completely clueless. There's just completely, it's insane. It's insane. He couldn't get a hold of himself. And by the way, let me just put it, put my beef with this is that the guy was like, I got to protect my, I got to protect my wife's honor. I have to protect my wife's honor. It's like what she, I wouldn't mix. I would not get in the ring with, with his wife. I would not get in the ring with his wife. She is a badass. And I'm sorry, but what in God, that guy's got some issues and see, here's the thing. His persona is very much love and bullshit, that kind of thing. Like he's almost as bad as a Tibetan monk. Am I right? But these people are actors. That's what they do best. So we ca- cannot, I've said this before, don't go see a movie and appreciate the acting job. And that's what they do. That's what they do. They, we, they are not to be gone to for anything other than that. They're not experts in anything else other than what they do, unless maybe they are, but in general, they're not. Okay. Maybe they've studied separately and they're whatever, some expert in something, but as an actor, they act just because they have a persona in public. It means nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm gonna have another sip of my, um, ground flaxseed and green powder. Thanks to Patreoners. And if you have any information uh, need, like you're like, I need more information, go to the show notes. Go to the show notes. What, do you want me to read them all here? I listened to the first 10 minutes of an old Approaching the Natural podcast just because it came up in my on my laptop or something in my inways. I was like, oh, I haven't heard this show in a long time. It was a good like eight minutes of, of announcements. Just my website and I'm speaking at blah, blah, blah. And my books and for more information, I'll slack, 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 slack nightmare mm. check the show notes i may have repeated myself i think i said that last week it's fresh exist outside the subject of this episode is exist outside okay now it was not because i went on a trail run today this is the metaphorical outside the literal exist the metaphorical uh, outside it is the very personal side of health and well-being now this is a key element of a good life and something often that is put on the back burner or just like, I don't have the time for it. And that is this, having something in your life that is personal to you, private to you, and has nothing to do with anybody else in your life. In fact, with clients, I advocate a secrecy about it that I don't even want to know. I'm like, have something that is like sacred to you, that is private to you, that you have carved out, that is something that you hold sacred. And look, other people can know about it. I'm just saying it should be something that you hold that way for you. Sometimes 
it's artistic because usually the art is the thing that goes to the back. It's like, aha. Now, I believe that being selfish in a holistic way, as I talked about in my very first book, holistic self-interest, but having something that is you, that you can do that is about you, especially in the context of how busy we get with partners and families and caring for other people and obligations and responsibilities, we often forget to have something that is ours outside of all that we do. And sometimes it's not about even forgetting that. It's that we we go, I really wish I could have that, but I just am too busy. And of course, as a small session, I make, no, you're not, because there is always time. There is always time to do something that is yours. Make something special for you. Writing, reading a book, reading a novel, steal a moment, steal time to read a page per day. One page per day makes a difference. Even the most secrets of moments have immense power. What are you doing that is kicking you in your own ass in a good way, that is giving you a jolt of pleasure, of passion, even if it's just a little hit, a little five minutes of passion? I had a client one time who was a you know poet in her mind. And my, here's the thing. If you go, well, I'm not a poet, you're a freaking poet. You're a poet. I'm telling you, man, you're a poet. Now, are you a good poet? I don't know and I don't care. I don't care. But everybody's a poet. Everybody can write thoughts down. Everybody can draw. Can they draw well? No, I'm the worst drawer ever. But everybody can draw. Everybody can draw. Art, these kinds of expression, short stories, whatever. Write something. And this woman who I worked with would write three lines of poetry per day. She used to be a poet, poet, where she'd write longer poems. And of course, she got busy with life and everything else. And I said, why don't we whip up a small step of writing three lines of poetry? And sometimes, most of the time, they weren't anything that she ever liked. She would go like, eh, and she'd toss it. And then, once in a while, there'd be something that she would go, oh, I might, I think I'm going to use that. I think I'm going to use that. In the context of a successful marriage, in the context of a successful family, being a successful parent, have something that is yours outside of your marriage, outside of your husband or wife or partner, outside of that, that is something that you are doing for you only, and that's it. And it doesn't have to be in such a quantity that you have to sacrifice <clears throat> your obligations or responsibilities or what you, how you fashion yourself in regard to somebody else in terms of how you care for them or where you need to be for them. Have something. It's special. Make it secret if that helps for you. I think it does. I think it's super cool to have something that's like this little secret thing. But in the very least, and maybe you start with poetry. Maybe you write three lines, but I don't do it well. That's, it's not about that. And it never was. If you like what you do, great. If you don't, no worries. If you like it, keep it. If you don't, <clears throat> toss it. Even if you like it and you don't want to keep it, toss it. But if it sucks, fine. You wrote something. It's special. Express something. Have a thought. Think for that moment. Look at something, write about it, describe it. Think about something, write about it, describe it. If you don't like it, toss it, burn it, rip it, but write it.
inroads of converge to one. Except for 